Good afternoon, everyone. It is I, Lance Topsail, broadcasting live theoretically in multiple universes, bringing you the first and only 11th pod- uh, episode this podcast will ever have. Welcome to the South Fury Watch Podcast. Today we are joined by the original, the creator, the brainchild perhaps, or you know, the titan, I suppose, in Azeroth lore, the architect of all that has come before and all that will continue to come, perhaps the reason that this podcast even exists. Welcome our good friend, Furt. Hello. Furt, how are you? I'm great. Doing good? Yeah, man. Excellent. Um, we are recording today on Sunday, football Sunday. Um, pretty sure there's a couple of games going on right now as we speak. Are you a fan of football? I am not. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you're from um, Pennsylvania, right? Not, well, that's where I live now. I'm originally from North Carolina. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cause I was going to ask you, I mean, you know, everybody knows where I stand with football. I, uh, I'm a Patriots fan and I was going to ask you, you know, how did it feel for the Eagles to beat us, you know, a couple years ago, but I suppose if you're not a, not a Patriot or not a football fan, it wouldn't really matter. No, but I mean, this area is extremely uh, militant about their football. So militant? regardless of where you're at, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're uh, they're not going to riot today if they lose or something. <laughs> so, all right. So we have a couple uh, exciting things that we need to get to today. I know that you you you've probably seen some of the news between leaks, the end of the war campaign, but I'm curious. I mean, you've been absent from WoW for yeah. I mean, you're just coming back now. You're absent for a good amount of time there. Um, have you been keeping up on any of the current news between those two things, the end of the war campaign, some new leaks for the new expansion? Uh, not the end. I don't know. I've, I've tried to touch base here and there just to, I didn't plan on banding anyone, you know, I was buying a house and having a kid at the same time. It's kind of hard to try to lead a guild, uh, at the same time. Oh, but, sure. You know, well, it's my heart, obviously, you know, I've met all my best friends and my lovely wife through the game. So it's hard for me to just to drop it, you know, no, no matter how many times I complain and whatever about it. Uh, so I do keep track, you know, I get bored one day at work, I have nothing to do and I'll check MMO champion and see, try to look at some spoilers and, you know, roll my eyes occasionally. Seem to be doing quite a bit of that recently with the eye roll stuff. It's how she goes. Yeah. So, you know, I know that you're getting caught up now. Have you managed to get into uh, some of the war campaign? Where are you at with that? Uh, I did one with the Stromgard uh, assault, and then I guess up to where we freed Ashvane and then shoved her off in a boat, and Sylvanas just snaked her away, and that was it. Oh, okay. So you're you're probably halfway through it then. I mean, I don't know if you know what else happens. Have you heard about anything that happens with, um, you know, Bane or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I watched the, the cause, I mean, I saw Thrall coming back, so I had to see what the hell that was about and what was going on there. Oh, yeah, they made that whole cinematic with, uh, with Sarfang and, yeah. and Thrall. So, 
Blizzard and that, or Blizzard, I guess they they kind of sort of announced, uh, and I'm I guess I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. They announced the end of the war campaign, which a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, the war is you know coming to an end. I don't know if that's really true. Like you know, the end of the quest line doesn't necessarily mean that the the war is over. But I guess I'm curious, like based on what you have seen, you know, how this whole expansion started. The War of the Thorns, you know, the the battle at the Undercity, everything that you've seen, ha- has this been a satisfying story so far? I wanted to get your your thoughts on it. Uh no, I, I I enjoy them since we were pumped. We were pumped for Battle of Azeroth because it brought back what at least key members of our guild, you know, me, Valkosk, and others have always been wanting. It was the Alliance versus the Horde. We don't necessarily need the the end of the world threat for the end of the expansion we were perfectly content beating the snot out of each other because that's sort of you know an apex part of wow is beating the hell out of each other um i mean even if you meet other people in real life with like an alliance shirt you know you gotta you have to like say something like you know screw you kill yourself in a friendly manner obviously but the the factions against each other was gonna be fun and then it seems like blizzard figured out how to turn that into uh, hubris and not fun for anyone. So I guess the uh, the, the end of it coming. Uh, weren't they planning on there was going to be like a bunch of different zones? Was it just Stromgard and Darkshore? Those only two like battlefront zones we had. Well, that's another leak that I um I think some people have seen is something to do with a uh, Barons or a Durotar warfront. Um, I, I think I'm starting to see more on the Durotar part. Um, maybe the, the Barons part was a little bit of a mislabel at the beginning. They're changing, based on some stuff that I've seen, a lot of Durotar to accompany that. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think at the beginning of the expansion, they did say there was going to be a lot of war fronts and a lot of stuff going on you know, at all times. I don't know whether or not that's still the plan. Maybe they kind of replaced some of that idea with the faction assaults. Have you seen any of those? I guess I haven't. They're kind of like the Legion invasions um, back in Legion, you know, where the entire zone would get converted. And uh, it, it's kind of similar in this this round of things. Um you know, they, they convert part of the zone to show, like, an Alliance airship coming in or the Horde fleet or whatever. Oh, it's actually kind of cool, but Did it, it also... Uh, no, just the current ones, Ow. just Zandalar and Kul'Turas. Okay, I think so, I have seen those then. I was hoping they'd, they'd be cool they you know, go down to Tenaris and beat the hell out of each other and, you know, bring back some old memories at the same time. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, they, they kind of did that at the beginning of Legion. Um... Tenaris, the Barons, uh, Terran Mill. Yeah. Um, I think there was one more. Westfall, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, you know, Blizzard do- Blizzard doesn't always do a great job, great job of showing how the war is progressing outside of their their main narrative. But you know, they are fun content wise, I suppose. With this story, you know, yeah, it, it's kind of turned into a lot of not fun um, for a lot of people. And so I guess I'm curious, with 
in regards to the the war campaign itself, um, have you gotten to the point where you've been able to choose following Sylvanas or Sarfang? I have not. Oh, okay. Jeez, okay. I thought that kind of showed up a lot earlier, but that's all right. I mean, I read um, about it, so. Yeah. So, you know, which, which part do you envision yourself following? Or which uh, side, I guess? Myself, or? Well, Old for boy. your character. Uh, I don't know. And see, this is why I say Blizzard made it unfun. is because I think, especially with our peers, I mean, I guess retail non-RPR players that don't matter so much, but they don't organic. They haven't been organically moving a story into places where your character could possibly like go into. I think it's hard to explain, but it's almost like they keep like whipping the wool off of your eyes and like, ha, fooled you. But it's it gets you know stressing. Like it's annoying almost. Like, towards the beginning, you had the you know we're gonna go to. Darnassus and take it over and you know, we're kind of like wow that's a stretch already but okay I guess we can and then you know the tree sets on fire and you're just kind of like whoa that's, that's way over the top like uh, and then you're so now you hit to justify your character and you end up doing like, these weird mental gymnastics about like well what would my character do for this I mean it's kind of over the top but he's a loyal soldier of the horde and then then they kind of tease you they give us the old soldier trailer we're like oh okay I feel a little better now and then you know immediately after that awesome trailer <laughs> if you play it Sarfang still like surrenders, so you're like, what was the point of that trailer? Right, <laughs> it got me pumped. It just again, it just like, yanking the fun right out of my hands. Like, no, no, you're not allowed. So it's it's, you know, first got a lot of history with the horde. He's got a lot of history of like, you know, screw it too, because the last time they did this was Miss of Pandaria with the Siege of Orgrimmar, which I, geez, I can't even be bitter about it anymore. I just it's sort of defeated me, and then so I guess I was prepared for this. I didn't want to be. I think we all, none of us wanted to be have the same thing happen again. Especially since we just had Legion with, you know, ballooned Sylvanas up as this, like, hero for us. And then there we go again. They're going to get another uh, garage. Sweet. And so it's 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 just not fun. Like, I don't know why I would, like, I just, it's hard for me to justify what Fur's going to do. I mean, he probably, he'll probably go with Sarfang. Because, you know, it's, at this point, he's just shooting orcs above undead but uh it doesn't feel right like none of it feels right and i think whatever i pick i'm probably not going to talk about an rp too much yeah neither of them are very compelling choices i suppose um a lot of sylvanas's stuff kind of feels very melodramatic and then sarfang like you're not really sure what he's about like he's about honor but what does that really mean um and yeah like, like to your point, he just submits himself at the end of the Battle of Undercity because he's not willing to go along with the plan, and then he has a chat with Anduin, and all of a sudden he's a, a reformed orc or something. Not, not really, but um, it's it's not really, yeah. And it is hard to put your character into that position because neither of them are really good choices, and they don't give you the option to just say, "I don't." want to be involved with any of it it's like you have to choose so um you know it's kind of like choosing the lesser of two evils i suppose i guess i'm curious you know do you think that this is potentially the worst story that blizzard has ever written no no i don't think it's the worst um that's probably warlords why do you think warlords is the worst 
when you, I, I think that might be why this one doesn't feel so bad is because they, they already ran out of ideas. Once you start talking about time travel, you've run out of ideas. Yeah. That world, it was just silly. Like the whole thing was silly. Uh, like, and it, it sort of broke what an expansion is supposed to be. You know, it's supposed to be this new threat and we're all against it. And, you know, um, I think Wrath did the best where you have this new threat and the whole time you're questing to get the 70, it's just, you know, you're, or was that 80? It was 80, yeah. Long. Yeah, 80. You get the 80, and you're just constantly getting, like, befuddled by, you know, the uh, Arthas' troops, and you think you finally got a high ground, and then the Wrathgate happened, like, you felt like this solid enemy at the end. Warlords, like, the first of all, like, the premises doesn't even make sense. Like, why was, would the Iron Horde invade again? Second, they're not a threat. Like, they never <laughs> left Flaccid Lands. They never did anything to the rest of Azeroth. You went in there... And from then on, you just kick the snot out of them the whole time and sit in your garrison. Like, I don't, yeah. it was pointless. Like, I, I didn't feel any, like, I don't feel anything about it. I don't remember any of the lore about it. Uh, I guess the redeeming factor it had was it did give Frostwolves some cool uh, fluff. But after that, it just tanked and there was no threat. I just felt like a wet paper tissue, the whole expansion. So I guess that was the worst. Yeah. And I think what they did the Garrosh is probably my least favorite lore event, which is, again, why I can't... I, I, I was hoping they wouldn't do it again, but I'm already used to it, you know? Fool me once. Yeah, I think a lot of people are starting to feel that way. Like, you know, we're, we're trusting... You, you guys aren't going to do this again, right? No, no. And, like, Alliance players, too. Like, you guys aren't going to make us the pussies of the expansion, right, this time? No, no, you guys will be you guys will be heroic and morally gray, and you'll get to kill some people, and you know, you'll get to feel something. And then, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not really. And morally but... gray is an interesting like word to put there because I think that's what made old Blizzard's writing good. It wasn't necessarily a setting. I mean, every setting's got like a desert and a, a winter place and a lot of other settings have orcs and elves. But I think what Blizzard spent, like did good with, especially around the Warcraft 3 era, is like morally gray characters. Like nobody had, did not have skeletons in their closet. Um, like even the night elves, like Tyranda blew up Duke Lionheart for like no reason. The dude was just a paladin in the woods, you know, and she incinerated him. And, you know, Thrall has to deal with this, uh, you know, I want to save my people, but my people still are kind of savage at some points. And mm. you know, every character was like that. And then now it just seems like we're turning into like this weird, like comic book hero trope where there has to be a good and an evil. And then they're running right. out of characters. So they'll take pre-existing characters and, switch them around it just eh. yeah right like they've they've kind of made e-trig into you know your stereotypical you know chest thump orc even though he's like one of the guys who has called for peace in the past or whatever right like they're they're trying to give you know rokan and liadrin and yeah an e-trig like you know personalities that they don't have um so yeah i mean you know they're kind of doing that a little bit and um yeah i mean Warcraft 3 definitely morally gray a lot better because you know just starting off with Arthas I mean after you do the, the whole thrall thing you know starting off with him yeah that's like you know descent into madness probably one of the best stories they've ever told and then you know you're going around as the lich king and or not the lich king but you know you're spreading the plague and sacking silver moon and then you have thrall discovering that you know the orcs did drink the demon blood and it's like a you know it's it's a lot of like um have you ever studied tarot cards no 
Oh, okay. One of like uh, a lot of tarot cards are like you know death, um, you know like the Good Samaritan, uh, like the Addict, like stuff like that. Just like kind of like different archetypes. Um, and then one of the cards is called the Tower card, which is like uh, when you get that one, that's like you have an un- you have a, an unshakable belief, like a belief in God or like a belief in a system. And then you find out that there's something that can bring the tower down, or you know cause you to uh, second guess that belief. So I think you see that a lot with Thrall is like he believes in the orcs and thinks that he can you know lead them to. Uh, salvation but then he finds out that they were kind of the reason for their misfortune all along and you know so that that's like that's emotionally powerful yeah and um, even the like the arthas you mentioned like plenty of people love that story and a lot of people love arthas but he's the bad guy how does exactly. go from making bad guys that people love to they can't even make a good guy that anyone likes you know <laughs> that's a, that's a good question yeah, like none of these characters are really that compelling anymore. Like even Anduin is just kind of just like you—you you can't dislike him, or I guess you could, but he doesn't do anything wrong. I guess you know, right? In fact, probably the characters that we like the most are the ones that we know the least about because Blizzard hasn't had the opportunity to ruin them yet. That's very true. You know, like Rathion. Rathion's interesting. Like, we don't know what his motives are. You know, he's kind of cool. He has, like, a turban or whatever. <laughs> you know, he's coming back. And we just don't know what his his uh, his gig is yet. So, I mean, what makes WoW, WoW's story good, do you think? I think what I just mentioned is the you, these morally gray characters but i think what the game used to be largely about is they were extensions of their people and i think that's also changed instead of being extensions of our characters they're now like their own i hate using the term special snowflake but they're like that's it they're the now the entire image of our race and their races i mean so a long time ago it was thrall was you know champion of the orcs but you know relatable bot to your orc characters uh, same with, you know, Malfurion and Tyrande to the Night Elves and the Dwarf, you know, the Bronzebeard guy. I can't remember their king's names ever. But... Uh, Murden or Magni. Right. They didn't take the complete spotlight. They were good, I guess, italicized, you know, characters within the populations. And now it's, you know, you have Sylvanas doing whatever she wants. And then it's hard to like relate that to her her people, which used to be like what she was. She I mean she was. They made her, and now she represents all of them with like you know there's another one in between. Yeah, which sort of relates again to the morally gray thing. It's, when you had relatable characters, it was easy to you know blend your character around them. Now it's not. Right. Yeah, I think. Um... I think the writers over at Blizzard probably came to the same conclusion. Like the story is the best when things aren't clear cut, and so that's why a lot of what you saw, uh, at least from their end, you know, leading up to this expansion was they they basically made, or they basically trademarked the term morally gray. You know what I mean? Like they were they were saying that a lot of things were going to be morally gray. The horde weren't going to be straight up evil. The alliance weren't going to be straight up good. 
And it's kind of concerning if this is their attempt at doing that. And, you know, we're left with something that is obviously, you know, maybe not the worst thing that they've ever written, but definitely far from the best, you know? Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I, it, it just doesn't bother me as much anymore. Right, yeah, you, you kind of become numb to it. And, you know, hopefully when something good does come around, we'll kind of be like, oh, okay, you know, a little bit of respect for Blizzard here. Like, this was actually good because I think sometimes, like, people can become so jaded that, um, and especially on the forums, I, I know that you probably don't frequent the forums too much, but I do, and it almost kind of becomes like a an echo chamber in there sometimes, and people can become so negative that anything that Blizzard does is just met with an eye roll, like, you know, this isn't good even though like factually or just from an an objective standpoint it could be considered not that bad you know just because the company that it keeps around it is not fantastic you know but i mean by extension you know what do you think makes a good expansion i think See, this is sort of like a loaded question. It boils down to what's right. your favorite expansion, right? <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. You know, if you were if you were to think of like what your favorite expansion was, mine mine was Mr. Pandaria, uh, but a close second was Wrath of the Lich King. I would um, say Burning Crusade and Wrath were what expansions should be. So, what are some things that you would like to see going forward? You know, as we kind of reach this kind of halfway point i guess between expansions because we know that they're kind of on like a two-year interval now um the next one they're they're probably going to announce the next expansion within like the next half year would be my guess um so what do you think are some things that you would like to see going forward that might make world of warcraft more interesting and just better overall oh man well to answer the other question what makes a good expansion i think is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just give us more of what we liked from the previous thing. And then, you know, you can add small changes. And then, I think that's what Burning Crusade did. Burning Crusade added, uh, I think the main thing was heroics. Arenas. They, they, yeah, arenas. So PvPers didn't have to smash their heads against the, the raiders anymore. <laughs> um I guess flying an outland, but honestly, no one really cared that much. Yeah, but we did, but it, it was more like a fun side thing than it was anything that anyone was playing the game for. And that's essentially the rest of it was still kind of vanilla WoW with you know extended talent trees. Uh, they gave us a few more fun toys to play with. They gave us some new stuff to look at, um, and they used established things. We had Illidan we were chasing around, and um, you know Vash and everyone we saw in the uh, <laughs> Warcraft Three expansion. Except for Arthas, obviously. But, you know, Illidan and his friends. Yeah, the Frozen <laughs> Throne. Yeah. Um, and then Wrath of the same thing. We had the established character. We had Arthas. Uh, and we were going to places we you know, we hadn't seen before in WoW, but we had seen in Warcraft 3. Uh, again, they gave us some new toys to play with. Nothing super breaking, although I would argue that looking for Dungeon was sort of the bad direction to go for that. Uh, I don't think we knew at the time, but it was. But, you know, otherwise, do things, find the things that people like about the game. And then, you know, polish those, but don't change them. And then give us little fun toys. If the toys don't work, don't keep shoving them in our faces. 
Uh, I think for the most part they have tried doing that. This changed so much. But so what I would look for going forward, I don't know. See, this may be, I think WoW Classic might have shown up at a time when now they have to, like, pay for their past. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to, uh, to word this right, but there's a ton of people in Classic. A lot more than I thought. Like, I thought I was just going to log in that thing and it was going to be, you know, some quick nostalgia. And then it pulled me in and then, you know, we were tanking the, the queues to kill Zalazane and basically everything. You were There's just loads of people everywhere. And there still are. You know, when that launched about a month ago now? Yeah, somewhere around there. Maybe it might, might even be a little bit. Oh, you know, yeah, it was like uh, August 13th, right? I don't, I I don't even remember, but so it's about a month ago, and still, yeah, about like, a month ago, I'm in Thousand Needles. So I keep thinking to myself, like, okay, I'll get out of this zone, and then people won't be so, you know, it all over the damn place. Uh, we're in Thousand Needles, and still, there's like people accused to kill Steel Snap and stuff, and everyone's working together. It's fun, but it's not even like, you know, three people in queue. It's like three groups in queue because you know, obviously three people get there, they all just get in a group, and then you run out of people to like, I'm sorry, man, I can't invite you. We have to turn to a raid, and then we're not gonna get quest credit. Yeah. Uh, right. So uh, my point is, maybe anecdotal, and they will never release numbers, but it looks like it's really popular, and it looks like there may even be like I met a guy in a dungeon who was a retail player from I think he said Mists, and he loved it. Uh, there may be some of the retail players liking things from Classic, so they may have to rebirth some stuff. I'm not sure what that stuff would be, um, and I, I don't think they want. I don't know if they even it'd be possible to rebirth a lot of that just stuff. You know, you can't uncombined servers to give us the server culture back i don't think right. uncombined battle groups or uncombined you know the looking for dungeon groups or even looking for dungeon as much as i didn't really enjoy manually looking for dungeons again right uh, I, I don't know i'm not really sure uh, uh, uh <laughs> i to be honest i think i just play wow to casually kill time and then talk to my friends like if Vaz and Valk and Kuz and Sid and all of our friends in the South Fury like just stop playing tomorrow. I probably would too. Yeah, just feel like it's not worth it anymore. Yeah, you know, I'm basically paying fifteen bucks for a Yahoo Messenger that I can have fun WoW mini games with. Yeah, you're not the first person who I have heard say that, and sometimes I've kind of felt like that too. It's just like I'm playing this game because I met so many people on here. You know, like yourself, I met my girlfriend on this game um you you've established relationships with people and it just feels wrong to kind of like leave you know and so you're you're still here <laughs> um quick uh quick note on what you mentioned that so uh wowhead actually uh collected data um based on the players and uh blizzard released a quick patch to break the ability of add-ons to do this because you're right they didn't want people to know these these statistics but uh wow had released it before they could so roughly 2.2 million players on wow classic um split split pretty far down the middle between horde of the alliance overall but there are definitely uh realms i'm just going to send this to you just so that you can look at it uh definitely you know there are some realms that um you'll have a horde or alliance uh favor um but you know overall population there's quite a bit of people you know that's that's a pretty big population for people playing wow um 
and you know it's definitely not the 10 million where they peaked at and it's definitely not the 5 million which i think is the last number that we really had for consistent players uh back when that was still part of like their report but you know that's a lot of people and one thing that i i am kind of surprised at is that blood sale buccaneers is like on the closer side to 75 percent alliance yeah jeez Uh, you know that main role play server that we are playing on at least and then grobulus um you know that pvp realm is 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 much closer to 50 50 split um but just kind of interesting how a lot of people at least from this role play perspective are looking at you know, uh, classic, and they have chosen to play alliance. The blood elves aren't uh, out yet. Because <laughs> blood, <laughs> yeah, maybe that that could be I it. Mean, so um, I, to cut in real quick, that I, to if people want to know why we have race restrictions, that's it. I kid you not. Really? Yeah. So I started playing World of Warcraft like mid two thousand six. Um, I had heard about it from a friend. All the time. I didn't. So I grew up kind of rough. We didn't have internet until about 05. Um, and the computer I had couldn't even run WoW. It was that old. Yeah. Somehow I, I did finagle my own computer uh, mid 2006, immediately jumped on WoW because I hear my friend talk about it since, you know, freshman year, 04. Uh, and I, um, had, yeah, I dove right in, RP Guild. I can't remember what it was called. I was invited by a Tarn warrior named Baronitis, who I knew in real life. And, um, geez, I can't remember the name of that guild. If I, I guess if there's a Vivek or a Baronitis or a Kavea listening, they'll remember, but I don't remember the name of that guild. And it was fun. <laughs> you know, I had to learn everything. I had to learn guild chat was for RP when I'm like asking people how to help kill a harpy or something in the guild chat and making all the RPers mad and trying to figure out what OOC channel is. And really, I was kind of ignorant to a lot of internet culture at the time. Um, so I just hadn't, I hadn't had it. I had no idea. You know, I, the, people were making the, the little anime faces, like the, the carrots dot carrot. Oh, the XC. I, I didn't even know what it was. Like, what is that? And people were like, yeah. like greater than less than period. What's that mean? And people were like, it's a face. And it was, again, I didn't make, didn't make any sense either. I mean, it was chaos. I had to learn it's all like, that dude, stuff late. I don't know what your face looks like, but when I frown, my face does not look like that. Right. <laughs> you know? so I, I was making an ass of myself basically everywhere I went. Right. Uh, but I, I started catching on, having fun, and then Burning Crusade launches, and all those people I had met just disappear. I mean, this is a full real ID. And they, like the guild is filled with Blood Elves. Like, Blood Elves out the wazoo. Um, it's 2007, so, like, the whole, like, Lord of the Rings kind of cocky elf above the stupid barbarians was popular RP. Basically, 90% of them did it. And it was kind of just frustrating. Like, I was the only, like, orc now. I was in this cool orc torrent troll thing, and then suddenly I'm just surrounded by these blood elves who are like patronizing and demeaning, and like, screw you, I'm like 40 levels ahead of you, I'll crush all your heads. But I don't know. It, it, everywhere was like that. I was running Wars on Gulch, and I'm the only, not only am I the only orc, I'm the only non blood elf in the group. I mean, there's just blood elves everywhere. I mean, yeah. out the wazoo. It was brutal. And so, yeah, I made a new guild where I was like, all right, no blood elves and I guess no undead so we can justify it. You know, and now we have our own cool little theme, Orcs, Trolls, and Tarn. I get the whole cool Warcraft 3 theme going on and we can, you know, vanquish the blood elf of menace. Uh, obviously, I don't hold those grudges of blood elves today, but at the time, I mean, they were just, we were inundated. It was like locusts. 
Yeah, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you later on was like, you know, back in our first episode, I asked Vazrock about why other races aren't allowed in the guild. And their answer, it was good, but I guess it wasn't the most satisfying. Um, you know, he said that, you know, the characters need to have a reason to defend the barons. Uh, they need to have, they need to not have like other obligations elsewhere that would take priority in case something happened. I understand that sentiment. But if Thunder Bluff got bombed or if Orgrimmar got bombed or something, you know, Orcs and Torn respectively, who's to say they wouldn't abandon their posts and go to, you know, their respective people and help out? Um, and the same thing with, like, goblins, too. It's like, not that goblins are on the same level of Blood Elves. And, again, I agree with you. It's like, there's nothing wrong with the Blood Elf role players. It's just that when you're going for that specific theme having them involved doesn't always help. Um, but, you know, even goblins too, like their own loyalties are, you know, kind of shaky a little bit. And Forsaken definitely, I mean, you know, where where would their interest really be in Kalimdor at all? Right. So the theme um, was Warcraft 3 Horde, which is Orcs Troll. Yeah. Arn, I guess you throw goblins in there. Uh, and that works. It has its own cool theme and it makes the guild stick out. I've learned over time, and I might believe we did accidentally, was when you make yourselves unique, you're more attractive, you know? Like, sure. there's a million guilds, RP guilds, that are just, you know, at least accept everybody, we like to RP, well, you know, that's kind of boring, especially there's a million of them. Uh, we stick out. And that was yeah. helpful back then. Sure, absolutely. And you know what, I mean, I think it's important to, you know, differentiate yourself between, like, you know, you guys are... And let me just ask you this. If you were still the GM of the guild today, you know, would you ever make special exceptions for Blood Elf or Forsaken or Pandaren no, characters? I would not. No. Okay. All right. And so I mean, you know, do you have do you have another justification for that aside from just because you want to maintain the theme, or is that really the I mean, yeah, out of character, that's it. I'm sorry I have a cool yeah. theme, we want to stick with it. Um sorry. I mean, it's super easy to level now. Just roll an orc troll or tar. And yeah, uh, roll an orc, right? <laughs> uh, but in character, it's this is our home. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we accept you as like you know allies. But you know, back in vanilla, that kind of was the lore. Like the, the Forsaken had joined the horde, but it was shaky. Right. The horde was orcs, trolls, and tar. And that's how it was. Um, so it worked back then, just because of that. You know, there was distrust. Now the blood elves are working with the undead, who were still kind of iffy on. But you know, first a loud mouth. I don't care soldier. So he'll tell them, Hey, sorry, this isn't your home. I don't care if you buy land here or not. You're not an orc troll or tarn. We fought for this. You were in Pandaland or you were forsaken or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, even the, the narrative, you know, back in those days, it straight up tells you, you know, the relationship between the forsaken or just, just between the entire horde really is an alliance of convenience. You know, nobody here maybe particularly likes each other that much. You know, there might be mutual respect between the Torn, the Trolls, and the Orcs, but, um, you know, with the Forsaken, they're there because, frankly, they're, they're otherwise kind of alone. And these races individually are viewed not positively by the dominant species of the worlds, the Night Elves, the Humans the dwarves there there's not a lot of love lost between you know what makes up the alliance and so they have to band together so that they don't face extinction 
know, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but yeah, you know, part, part of that theme, you know, part of that, you know, sticking with the, the origin of the horde is remembering like, all right, you know, we're, we're allies because we don't want to, uh, all be ended but we also have to remember that that's not like an invitation for you to like marry my daughter you know or, <laughs> or right. something yeah. like that you know we're, we're just trying to stick it out here keep your alchemical plants on your side of azeroth i should yeah. i should yeah. mention now because it wasn't an exception the only exception i think we've ever made was magora magora is kind of a special case too but the um, exception to that is I need to explain this, too, because this is, like, out-of-character reasons. We didn't allow Death Knights when they were first launched. Oh, okay. And if you played Wrath, you know why. Because you would have people make five billion Death Knights and then shit up your guild <laughs> with all these people they're never going to play, you know? Those, yeah. uh, I don't know what's a good word for them, but like double dippers. Like there's, a, I feel like there's a, there's a certain type of RPer that, like, never commits to one community. Like, they dabble yeah. in all of them. Right? Yeah, like, kind of, like, just... Calling them altaholics, I guess, would yeah. be... Yeah. Um, and at the time, when Wrath came out, it was nothing personal against Death Knights, but, like, it was just, like, obscene. Like, we saw other guilds just, like, where 50% of their characters were just Death Knights or were stuck at level 58, and no one was ever going to play them again. We didn't want well, that. Th there was a lot of reason to play Death Knights, too. Like, first of all, you start out at level 58. Like, that is almost 60 levels that you don't have. And leveling back then was not fun still. So, right. Well, I thought you know, it was Well, quick. I mean, like, not that it wasn't fun, but it was a chore. Right. Like, it took you a while it to get to effort. level 80. So, you know, to immediately start out at level 58 was kind of cool because then it was just like, oh, I only have 22 levels to go through here. Um, so, yeah, everybody and their mother was making Death Knights. But then also, like, the the lore for the Death Knights was really good. You know, like, that starter zone, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has played through that a bunch of times. Yep. You know, just because it is fun. So, yeah, to your credit, and, you know, I'm guilty of that. I made a Death Knight when Wrath of the Lich King first came out, and that was my first roleplay character on WoW. Um, so a lot of people were doing that. But... All right, so a lot of people were making Death Knights. What was Magor? Why was Magor the exception? Because that time is over. There's no more, you know, ten million people. That's how many were playing Wrath. Yeah, there's no more ten million people rolling their uh, their Death Knight alt and you know dumping it in guilds. It just now it's like a regular class thing when you just kind of pick, you know. Right. So I was never against them. Uh, this was I passed guild leadership on. I actually didn't keep it very long. But Rua had at the time of Magora. And I, at this time, I didn't care. Like, I was cool with Death Knights now. Like, let one come in, because I think it'd be interesting. You know, some orc boy or tarn or troll that wants to come back home. Like, they're different. You know, it's like I've seen some serious shiz. Uh, Magora goes into, like, the Death Knight suffering. You know, it's like PTSD on crack. Right. But they're coming back, and they want to, like, come back to their home. Like, I think that'd be a great way and a great thing for South Fury Rot, because we, you know, we love our people. But now we have to face one of our own who's, you know, gone through a huge transformation. They're not different. They grew up in the same place, but, you know, they are different. So I guess I worded that wrong. You know, they're they're the same person, but now they're they're suffering from. They're changed. You know, almost this disease, and it's something that no one's really comfortable with. You know, do we abandon them? Do we accept them with open arms? And do we learn to grow around each other? That's awesome. Sure. Uh, and I think Magora was sort of like 
perfect for that. I mean, it, thankfully for him, Furt doesn't know it's he. You know, he's always had a helmet on, so Furt doesn't know he's a halfy. Yeah. Um. I mean, did you? We we had Magora on here last week. Did you listen to that? Episode? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So obviously they they get a lot into their their three different chains, and it was very interesting to listen to. And so, right, I guess in in certain circumstances you would maybe make the exception for some people, but it would have to be pretty special, right? I guess, you know. All right, so let's dial it back a little bit because I did want to talk a little bit about this. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of this. We were talking about you know what we think makes an expansion good. And we are going to predict here right now, and we don't know. We don't know if this, uh, if these leaks are true, but we are going to predict right here, right now, if this new leak, the Shadowlands. Have you seen anything about this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're we're going to predict if this is going to be a good expansion. <laughs> so we, so I'm going to read off some of the uh, the quote unquote main highlights, and we'll take this with a grain of salt. And you're just going to tell me for whether these are the makings of a good expansion. Okay, let's do it. All right. All right. So right off the bat, a new class, the Tinker class, which would be a tank healer and DPS spec. It comes with turrets, bombs, and a Ghostbuster gimmick. Good or bad? That's good. Oh, okay. You think, okay. All right. I was going to say that is like, in my opinion, as as a goblin, like everybody's just going to make goblin tinkers. Um, and that's going to make me want to kill myself. That's a shoe fits, right, man. But... I think it's cool. There's there's, right. there's different things you do with it, too. It'd be cool. All right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So um, on, from a system perspective, they're planning to add something called the Vestiges of Power, which is like a secondary talent system. Would you be – do you think that they need to buff out the current uh, talent system? Like do they need to add more complexity to it? Yes. Do you think that they're doing like kind of a good job with the essences and whatnot? Have you paid attention to the Heart of Azeroth stuff? I have not done the essence stuff yet, but I hope they do okay. flesh it out because the old talent system is good in the fact that it was a fun leveling mechanic and it like made you feel it was rewarding. You know, every level you got you power up your character essentially for free. Um, but you right. know, obviously in game those just turn into cookie cutters. Like you would just Google what was the best warrior spec and you just copied it. Same with tanking and healing. I mean, there was no, they were very rigid. As, as yeah. much as they looked open and cool and fun to play with, um, at least, and I, I think vanilla was kind of flexible, but like in game, you know, Wrath and Brinker said it was, you know, here's the spec that 86,000 other people favorited. Use that one. Right. Um, and I thought that Miss at first, I thought that was great. You know, you get, they're more play style based. But my sure. problem is you only get them every 15 levels. So it's like, you forget that you're even getting one, and by the time you get it, you're just like, oh, I guess this one. You know, it doesn't even... Yeah, right. Do I have two charges, or do I have execute at 30... Or at... I don't know if this was even a choice, but do I have two charges or execute at 35%? You know, it's like, both of those are good. Kind of wish you could have both. Right. But I, I guess technically there is, you know, quote-unquote choice there, you know? So, okay. So maybe they're going to buff out the buff out the talent system just a little bit um the the leaks do mention that there is a planned level squish uh level squish um it doesn't mention what the level will be would you be in favor of that bringing it down to like maybe you know level 80 or something again yeah it's probably for the best yeah okay 
so that way we're not like level a thousand right. when this is all said and done. <laughs> um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, red raid sets are not returning, but there will be class specific challenge sets. Sets, I guess that would be good, right? Yeah, I mean, this kind of stinks that raid sets are. Good. Yeah, like why they get rid of those yeah. in the first place, anyways. But. All right, so some lore stuff here. This is, I guess, the real knit and grit here. Uh, we are going to reunite with the fallen spirits of champions like Cairn, uh, Varian, Vol'jin, Uther, um, and certain other villain, certain other villains in this. So, like, permanently, or like, is it going to be a little? You know, we smoke the troll uh incense and talk to someone for a quest i mean are they gonna be hanging around with the capital city forever well so i mean some context like the shadowlands is like the undead version of azeroth like where all the spirits go purgatory yeah it's like purgatory exactly um so i don't i would hope not you know (sighs) maybe kind of like warlords like instead of going back in time we're just killing ourselves so that we can communicate with the spirits (laughs) you know i'll deal with it whatever Okay, it's silly, but I guess in context of where you have nowhere else to go, it works. All right, um, the old gods are not dead; they are sleeping in this zone called Nihilatha, Um, and that Nazoth has been redirecting souls to fuel the old gods' ascension back into the world. I guess. I mean, we really had nowhere I, I... else to go. We already, you know, kicked Cigaris out of the planet space battle thing so i guess we got to go back to the the old gods now are, are the old gods an interesting villain anymore i don't know I, to be honest i was never a big fan of them i don't know why it just it just seemed like a like a cthulhu kind of copycat thing and it just sometimes they don't feel like they belong to wow but now they've been a part of wow so long that i guess they do belong yeah I don't know. We're okay with it. I, it we're past the silly moment at this time. We went back in time for Draenor, okay? So I guess we're going to fight the, the old gods in uh, zombie land. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, you know, have you have you ever played that game, Darkest Dungeon? Yeah. All right. So with the new um, – not with the new, I guess, but, you know, the, the Tide speakers or whatever, like uh, – the enemy like there's that one dungeon you know the, yeah. the storm dungeon or whatever what yeah you know that almost kind of feels like a direct allusion to that game like you've got this like creepy castle up on like a stormy hill and then there's fucking tent- you know tentacles coming up out of everywhere and you know just like old god badness shit it's like somebody who was writing the story just played that game and was just like oh my god we need to put this in world of warcraft immediately <laughs> so um yeah it does feel that way yeah i can see that yeah so maybe a little bit of that going forward uh all right next bullet point we have here sylvanas has been honoring a pact waging war in helia's name uh and Alun's night warrior transports the souls of its victims to the shadowlands so basically they're saying that the night warrior and sylvanas have been waging war "Quote unquote" for the greater uh, good. Is this, what are your feelings? Is this what they're going to justify Sylvanas acting like a nut job for? Yeah. See, okay, this is what I was talking about again. They're going to do the. They're going to pull the wool off her eyes. Like, ah, oh, fooled the player. You know, like I hate that <laughs> crap. Oh, 
Yeah, it's like, can you just be honest with us for once? So now you're gonna, um, your character's going to go through another <laughs> mental gymnastic after all this. It's like, oh, sorry, Sarfang, you're an idiot. She was saving the world the whole time. She's so misunderstood, dude. Ugh. Right? Um, kind of like, okay, so That's that was nice. something that, like, in Legion was really pissing me off with Illidan. Um, you know, what's the, what's her fucking name? Zera or something? I'm okay with Illidan, okay? I'm no, that one didn't bother me. I know people were mad about it, but. That's not the well, first time Ilden's done that. That's sort of no. his entire character has been like, I'm a dickhead, but you need me at this certain important time. And then I turn out not to be really quite the dickhead as I was. Yeah, but then Zara's like taking you back in time to like the Moonguard shit where he's like literally killing his own people. And she's like, what would have you done differently? And you're just like, probably fucking died. <laughs> I'm not an asshole. <laughs> you know? But again, there's plenty uh, of characters like that in the universe that have redeemed themselves. That's a redemption is a big thing in this game. So I, it was all right well, with me. This the, this redemption doesn't work, though. It just doesn't. It's not in part of her character. It, it, and it's like there's going to be all kinds of gymnastics. Like, Illidan coming back to fight the, the Legion, regardless of the context, works. That's what he's always done. Uh, Tron is fighting an under-secret uh, purgatory war and having to do the madness of Battle for Azeroth to do so. It, it's going to take some you know, some deep thoughts to pull that all together. Yeah. No, and... For me, the one redeeming thing about like her, um, Zara, the, the the heart of light or whatever, uh, trying to make Illidan into like a dark hero, the one thing that I was like cool with at the end was that he fucking killed Zara, like obliterated her with it with his eye yeah, blast, and I was like, nice okay, too. that was almost like a return to the you know we've been fed since Berniker saved like the, the whole Draenei, uh, you know, squiggles, what are they called, Naru. Naru, yeah. Naru, yeah. The Naru have always been like these like perfect bastions of light and morality, and then now you're seeing that they're kind of they're a little sketch, you know? Like that was nice. I really liked that actually. Yeah. So that's why it's like leading leading up until that point, I was just like, this is so fucking lame. Like, I can't <laughs> believe you are trying to really tell me that Illidan was secretly a good guy. You know? Like, no. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was locked away for ten thousand years. <laughs> yep. Good good people don't get locked away for ten thousand years, you know? In my opinion. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, and again, these are leaks, so we have to, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, there kind of has been the feeling that they're going to do the same thing with Sylvanas to begin with. So we will see where that comes. Now let's see what else we got here. Um, let's see. Buonsandi is working for Hakar, the Soul Flayer who is seeking power for himself also by consuming souls. What do you think of that? Uh, I think Hakar coming back is always cool. I mean, he's done it what, twice now. Hakar's just cool. Are um, you a big troll lore fan? Uh, like, I like trolls. I like their lore. I can't say that I'm, like, an expert by any means, and I've delved in it. I mean, some troll RPers go all freaking out. I'm sure they say that about us orc RPers, too, but... There's yeah. so much like that just feels like a, a rabbit hole it never ends but i got you know i got the gist of it all and i think i don't know it seems like this but bring uh, battle for azeroth felt like bomb sonny was coming one of those like kind of sketch in between characters and that was neat so to make him like just straight up pull hakar and be another bad guy would be kind of disappointing okay so there's a later note here that says 
that we're actually going to help Buonsandi kill Hakar so that Buonsandi can re-become the Loa of Death. That'd be cool. Never mind. That'd be yeah, right. That would be kind of kind of metal, I guess. Um, all right, let's see what else we got. Uh, nine dungeons at launch. Um, oh, they, they also have this place called the Dragon Isles. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, not a lot on that, but I'm assuming that it has something to do with uh, Mr. Rathion coming back. I swear the Dragon Isles was supposed to be something else a long time ago. Oh, really? I, I, I have no idea what that is. I don't either, but I don't know. I feel like it sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so, ba basically... What we're getting here from the leaks is we're having like the, the Ghost Buster Tinker class because we're dealing with a lot of souls, a lot of people with, you know, different motivations for killing a lot of people to generate these souls, um, and death and old dead people, and we'll get to see Uther again. Okay, so overall. What's your vote on this one for good or bad? Is this going to be a good expansion or is this going to be yet another failure? It's going to be a bad expansion that we all tolerate. All right. And we'll be happy because we have Tinker class. That's going to be the, the holding, uh, that's going to be the hold the line thing. Yeah. It, it will be kind of fun to make a Tinker. Everybody's going to be, you know, running around fucking shooting ghosts and shit, making Casper jokes. Oh, and. Geez. Yeah, I guess and, uh, if they have three different specs, there's probably a million fun things you can do with it. Yeah. All right, listeners. Well, you've heard it here today. We are predicting that this next expansion will be bad. <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, if you're enjoying Classic WoW, then keep on playing it because there is nothing good except for the Tinker class that we are going to see on re on on the regular game. I'm never. I am trying to prevent myself from calling it retail. Um, so, all right. Back to, like, actual World of Warcraft here. For What are your thoughts on the allied races? They should probably just be character customization options, but for some reason Blizzard turning it into content. Yeah. I kind of felt that way about the Mag Horror Orcs. Like... You really didn't need to do the gymnastic to give us those guys. Like you didn't have to like make another time wave, go thirty years into the future of Draenor to see that Urel has turned evil. Yeah, it was just largely unnecessary. I mean, I guess I don't know. It was just just let us click a different fucking button on the character select screen, man. Yeah. All right. So here's this. Uh, I had this other activity that I really want to do, so we're gonna do it. Um. A couple weeks ago in the watch, we were making tier lists for tier lists for a lot of things. Um, you know, fast food, characters for different uh, characters from different games, officers in the guild. We were making tier lists for everything. Um, so, what we're gonna do is we are gonna make the official South Fury Watch tier list for all of the races in World of Warcraft. Does that sound like a good use of our time? Sure. Okay. Do it. <laughs> All right. So we've got um, we've got six different categories here. 
we've got the S tier, which is, you know, superior. Uh, the lore is good and they're cool. Then we've got A, which is above average. Uh, we've got B, which is just regular average. You know, not bad, but not great. Um, the C tier, which is below average. You know, their lore is kind of crappy and unfun, or maybe they don't look cool. Uh, then D, not interesting at all, but they kind of fit in the lore, so sure. And then finally, the F tier, which is just that they should not have been created. So we are going to go for uh, through every single race, and you're just going to tell me A through F, or S through F. Okay. All right. This is for me, right? This is for others. Uh, well, this is the official South Ferry Watch South Ferry Watch. tier, um, but it's your opinion, so you are deciding now how everybody else in the guild thinks. Okay. Okay. No, I, I want your opinion though. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't feel that you have to think for other oh, people. Now putting when, numbers when... to like values and like, all right, so Fazrock hates this race a little bit more, but Cass likes it a little bit more. <laughs> right. All right. And we're gonna do we're gonna do alliance races, or should we do alliance races, or should we just do horde? Um, yeah, let's do them all. All right, all right. So the first one up is just the straight up dark spear troll. S. S. Wow. They've been there since the beginning of the, the Warcraft three horde. They've been our buddies. Uh, people love them. They belong to the South Fury Watch. S. Kuzesa is doing a, a little dance right now. She's very happy about that, I'm sure. Um, all right. So, wow, S. I would not put trolls in S, but... Well, you give me the South Free Watch. I would put them, like, maybe B. Oh. Then let's put them in B. I want your opinion okay, on this. Mine, okay. So we'll do we'll do B. All right, so Kuzesa's mad now. You almost had it. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> um... All right, so this should be an easy one. Uh, B for Blood Elf. <laughs> um, I mean, how bad are they? Blizzard should not have created them, or they're not interesting at all. I'm assuming that those are where you're leading. All right, I don't hate them. They run Warcraft Three lore. I just feel like they're not. They don't belong in the Horde. They never did. I think even now they're kind of uncomfortable there. So I don't, I don't know. There needs to be like a like a sub <laughs> category of go different faction, I guess. Uh, well, C is below average, kind of crappy lore, and they're unfun. Yeah, we'll do that. They're C to me. Wow. So, in order for a race to get into the South Fury Watch, do you think that they have to be a B or above? Yeah, we'll say that. Okay. So then this next one is interesting. Um, where do goblins fall on this chart? <laughs> Side note here. When we went over Wormrest Accord and Cataclysm, we had to make this decision. Can we let goblins in? I don't remember what you named. We had like 50 names because Val couldn't settle on a name. But we had a vote. We all sent... Who I think it was Valk at the time, the vote, yes or no. There was one no. It was me. <laughs> no one else no one else said no goblins. It was just me. 
So this one, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bump trolls up to A, and we're going to put troll or put goblins at B. Don't hold anything personal against me. All right. Average, not bad, not great. Yeah, that's that's pretty true for goblins. Like archetypal, and some of your RP community is makes you want to go to church. Uh, yeah. Yeah, geez. Um, I haven't seen it so much anymore, but I want to say like towards the end of Myths and Warlords, there was some questionable characters and ages of goblins and romantic relationships and stuff. And I was just like, what is going on with that community? And it wasn't just, you know, a couple, you know, I kept seeing it over and over. It was, I mean, there's great goblin RPers, obviously, but there's enough of that for me to be like, what? Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of, I mean, I mean, Cass's pod, he mentioned that the goblin art community could, can turn into porno very quickly. It can, yeah. Throw to porno with them. There's no in between sometimes, I guess. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't hate goblins. They've been in the horde forever. I think it's hard to RP a goblin that's both convincing for its race and unique. And that's very challenging. Mm-hmm. And I think it's you rarely see because you guys talk about it all the time. You talk about uh, the whole is greed a racial trait thing. Yeah. I don't it's not. I disagree with you, but I also don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with like accruing to goblin culture for your goblin. You don't have to be the time is money, friend. I'm going to steal your back pocket out. No, you don't have to do that. But yeah, I think like, so for example, for me, it was always like um, a lot of Middle Eastern cultures have the haggling culture and it's just a part of conversation. It's revolving yeah. business. And I think goblins are probably the same way. It's not necessarily greed. It's just like probably how their calculating minds process day to day, every day, common conversation, bartering and haggling and knowing the other guys like sharp and smart. And it's just how they, they have their small talk and it translates into the, the greedy barren kind of thing. I don't hate That's it. Fair. I think it's hard to, to balance that with, you know, there's some goblin players that are like, are, why well, even roll goblin? You know, you're, you're pretending to be an orc basically, you know, I, there's nothing about your character that's goblin. It kind of ruins it. So I, goblins are difficult for me to RP. I think they're sort of weird. I don't like the Kazan thing. Like they should have just had you pick the regular established lore goblins to join the horde instead of making up Kazan. And that whole thing was kind of weird. I don't know. Goblins okay. Let's move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Uh, okay. Pandaren. is not in the room so i'm gonna say d d not interesting at all they suck yeah it's <laughs> happy panda bear wants to eat food and do kung fu and it's basically that through and through you ever role played with anybody from the uh steel paw shaodan i have not oh, okay they do a really good job of mind, hopefully what's that would they change my mind about the whole pandaren i think they would That's yeah cool. I don't hate yeah, them there anymore, but I would just, it's like, I tried to make one and I just, like, I got the urge to just want to like RP eating and stuff. It just felt weird. Like I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Dark Iron Dwarves. B. B. I kind of dig them. Yeah. They've got cool tattoos. Dwarves are the one thing. I think it's the one race that I really wish... 
I could like really get into. Yeah. It sounds crazy, but like, I can't I have a hard time like playing like short races. I don't know where it is. I'm not like short real life right now. I'm like six foot zero right, right, real life, so it's not like I have any weird like special hatred or admiration to be short, but You don't have like an inferiority complex. Yeah, I just like I don't know, I play WoW to be like a usually some sort of weird monster thing and being short kind of ruins it for me. I don't know. But I huh. wish I could get into it because I think dwarves are really interesting. They have like really cool deep lore. And I think they too have a weird balance of RP like characterization where you, you can make your character unique but not just be, you know, beer lads over and over again for everything. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna I think they're cool. I'm gonna cross out all the um the allied races on here. Is it safe to say that just like regular dwarves are B two? Yeah, you could put Dark Iron and regular I mean, didn't regular dwarves have a dark iron skin? Uh kinda. They had darker skin, I guess. I swear there was a gray one with red eyes. I just can't remember. Whatever. I think they're right. both cool, but I'm not insane about them. Right. Okay. Um yeah. So, how about the Void Elves, then? I don't have the unbridled hatred that everyone else does for them. No? I think it's weird, and it breaks lore, but... We went back in time in Draenor years ago. As far as I'm concerned, the lore went out the window, and they flipped Garrosh upside down on his head. So, I... They, uh, it's something new they're trying. They're trying to bring the Void as a threat. They turn Elves purple. Whatever. And they did it with Hilaria, so at least they brought back an old character to do so. Right. I don't... So I'll put them... I guess with Blood Elves. I mean, it's not... They didn't give them enough lore for me to be, like, delve in and think they're cool. Yeah. But I don't... I don't want to, like, go out and shoot them or whatever. Okay. How about Humans. I'm going to put them on A for the reason that I need them to be my enemy. So, I mean, the first game was Orcs versus Humans. So, you know I'm going to put Orc in S. I can't throw my, like, dastardly enemy to the... At F. Right. It needs, they need to be there. Honestly, some of the old human lore where all the kingdoms had kind of different cultures was really cool. Yeah, I always wish they would bring back Stromgard as you know some decent lore and their leaders, and uh, they always did with Kultiris. And I mean, Kultiris is a freaking cool city to walk around in. I don't, I don't know, I hate them. So we'll put them on. So what I put them on A? Goblins and what B? What else I have put on B? Uh, you've got goblins and dwarves on B. So we'll throw humans there too. We're gonna lions okay. don't get to be S or A. Okay, fair enough. I was gonna say, you know, you're you're kind of starting to look like a little bit of an alliance lover here for it. Yeah, I don't. Want I that. mean, I don't want. Yeah, you know, there are more, more alliance races B or above so far. <laughs> I can make it worse. Yeah, <laughs> I got a fun story for when we get the night elves. Oh yeah, I just put orcs at superior. Yeah, I put so orcs right there at superior. That's where they belong. Yeah, no explanation needed. All right, how about the nightborn? I'll put them at C. Okay. Same. It's like similar to the Void Elves, but 
I don't know. They're kind of cool. It was a cool introduction, also, and they like fleshed it out pretty well. I'm all right. Yeah. And you know that insurrection quest line was actually really good. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. The one in Suramar. It was. I was hoping they would just kind of convert a lot of questing to that from then yeah. on. They didn't, but I liked the whole like explore the city, find new quest. It was almost like vanilla like, you know. You had to go and like just find random quests in that city along with the main storyline. It was just fun. Like I felt like it was a yeah. moving story. No, that yeah, that story had a lot of stakes and right there was a lot of cool stuff that you could find. You know, I was trying to figure out the best place to farm that arcane wine or whatever. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Um so we'll we'll say Zandalari trolls just because they are different from the dark spear. So where do you put them? B. Okay. Just because it's sort of, kind of weird, they've always been sort of a bad guy. Yeah. Now suddenly they're like cool buddies, but they they made them cool, so I guess I can't. I'll give them that. That's why they're Nazi. They do they have dinosaur stuff. Talanji's cool. Yeah. Sorta. Of. All right, tell us your story about night elves. <laughs> I don't hate night elves. Furt despises them. Uh, for good reason. Yeah, he's Warsong War. He has to, but... Me, myself... I kind of dug the whole druid and huntress thing back when I played Warcraft 3, being little me. Uh, you know, back in middle school. I always thought they were cool. And honestly... The friends who got me in the WoW... There was one who played Horde, one who played Alliance. I think if... A, the Alliance guy had pushed harder for me to play, and B, the Night Elf dudes didn't look like doofuses, I probably would have made a Night Elf from the get-go. Wow. Because I can't, like, the, I wanted to be, like, the Druid of the Claw. You know, the big lumberjack-looking dude to turn into bears. Like, I would have played the hell out of that. That would have been awesome. But they had just had, like, sure. this little skinny dude with giant, like, boogie board flap hands. They looked like the Druid of the Talon from the Little Warcraft 3. I just didn't, the little skinny dudes kind of stunk, so... I want yeah. Green Vikings instead. So where are we putting these guys at A, do you think? Eh, no, no, no Alliance in A, so they're going to be with the humans and the dwarves. I almost got you. No Alliance in A, okay. All right, let's let's uh, let's snap through the rest of these here. We got gnomes. <sighs> uh, what was, what was E? Well, so there's D and then there's F, so we st- we skip over E. Okay, so they're D. They're D. Uh, how about Draenei? C. Worgen. B. What? Wow. Worgen are a solid F from me. Really? Yeah. I Worgen... like the Kingdom of Gilneas because they're humans, so I have to put them with the other humans. But I also think werewolves are cool. You know what? I mean, the Gilnean storyline was badass as shit. You know, that was a great story. But just, yeah, I, there's nothing I like about Worgen aside from that. They're going to get look cooler soon. Will that help? That's true. I will say that the Worgen probably have like the most disproportionate, like god-awful RPers. Yeah. God, I don't think I've met like one good one. 
Yeah, I don't know. You got the they're they're kind of like the cat guilds, like they have the pack guilds. Yeah, it's just it's that or like the supreme edge lords that are caked in blood, smells like blood. No, I've never seen anyone RP like trying to like hide their dog form. You think you would? Like you want to be a, a fucking dog trying to shop? That'd be annoying. So why not right. just like be a human and like only RP your dog form and he's pissed or something? That'd be cool. But I never seen anyone do it. They just walk around as a giant fucking anthropomorphic dog. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the Forsaken? Um, yeah, B. And finally, the Tarn. Put them with A. A. Wow. All right, so we've got it here, folks. We are making a lot of progress today just as, you know, setting trends, letting people know how it is. We have made a tier list. We have decided that the new expansion is going to be bad. I mean, you know, this is good stuff here. For We've got the orcs at S. Then we've got the tauren and the trolls at A. So, you know, those three original South Fury watch races here, they are making up the top two tiers. And then at B, we have the most of the races. We've got goblins, dwarves, humans, Xandalari trolls, Night Elves, Worgen, and Forsaken. So that's where a lot of people are going to stand right there, you know, at that that B section there. And then below average is all Elves except for the Night Elves, the Draenei, and then the not interesting people are the Pandaren or the Gnomes. Yeah, I don't much hate Spite-filled. Yeah. So more or less, I, I think I can I can agree kind of with this so for anybody listening who wants a copy of this tier list for whatever reason if they just want to hang it up on their wall or if they want to pass it out to their friends you know you can contact me and i can give you a copy <laughs> uh get royal yeah what was that i get the royalties for my opinion yeah right yeah um 150 gold every time you share it there you go goblin negotiator for you <laughs> All right, Fritz. So we have been we've been yakking for a good amount of time here. We've gone through quite a few things. Um, any other thoughts that you had that you want to share before we move on to test your knowledge? Oh, I forgot about that damn thing. Yeah. All right. Well, I the only reason I really wanted to do this is because I was listening to Valk's podcast, and he was entirely too modest. You were asking him about like how the guild got going. He was like, "Oh yeah, first started, it was great, and then you know, I kind of just took over. Then they were now." And I want to say that's not quite what happened. Like, yeah, I started, and then like almost immediately like transferred guild membership leadership to someone else because I'm god awful at being a GM. GM. Uh, Cataclysm, we jumped over. I tried it again, sucked at it, and then I kind of quit. And Valk took the reins. And like ran with flying colors harder than I ever could as GM and brought us to where we are today. That's on Valk. He deserves that credit. Don't let him be modest about it. Okay. So everybody listening, you heard it here from the creator of the South Fury Watch Guild. Way back when it was the Hammer of the Kalimdor in its current iteration and everything in between the Steel Blood contingent. 
he is saying that Valkosk deserves a lot of credit. So the next time that you see uh, Valkosk in-game, make sure that you give him a nice little pat on the back there. We don't want anybody thinking that he doesn't deserve any appreciation for his great merits in this game and in our lives, right? You should make little awards for everybody in the guild. You think so? I don't know. I couldn't think of... Like, I think everyone needs a good pat in the back. Okay. I don't know. Well, I want to give them something you know personalized, but I can't... I don't know if I can do it with everybody right off the top of my head. Right. You know what we should do? You should like have these podcasts and like combine people. Like bring a couple people on at the same time. People have said that to me. And that would be kind of fun. But it's just difficult because where you and I, you know, we're, we're just two people, but we're not sitting directly across from each other. So I don't want to like interrupt you when you're speaking, you know, and if we get like something like that would be hotly debated, I think it would just be difficult to not, not keep it civil, but keep it where everybody has a chance to talk. You know what I mean? I mean, you could mediate. Yeah. You'd be like, Hey, you, you know you three minutes go and then he could pass his three minutes when he, he did like a minute and a half or whatever or it could just be like, like you know, a democratic like debate always kind of bantering back and forth I, I don't know it'd be cool or you just come on over just bring everyone over to my house i'll hang out and do the shoot the show okay well uh you know what i mean if anybody's listening they want to be on the south theory watch podcast now uh all you know all you have to do is you have to show up at fart's house with a case of beer yep and a pizza <laughs> and uh we will we will do that all right yeah i mean you know what maybe that's something that we'll try out on future episodes we'll get um you know we'll get kuzes on here and then we'll get sid on here too and we'll we'll just say who's the better race torn or trolls and we'll just have them them duke it out you know yeah it'd be fun yeah all right for well let's move on to the moment that everyone has been waiting for uh easily you know the most important part of this podcast the moment where normal people leading normal lives otherwise have the opportunity to showcase some of the most useless knowledge they have probably ever accrued in their lives this is the lore master feat of strength five questions up on the board for you know the rules i'm assuming yeah we will go through five questions here and if you answer all five of them right then we will move on to the mythic plus round where glorious prizes await you in your mailbox if you get them right well i won't hold my breath for that but let's do it let's go for it okay <laughs> so these questions are um kind of a mixed bag a little bit you know i try to keep it with the orcs but as you probably know, uh, close to half of the people we have had on this podcast have been orcs. So I've ran through a lot of my good questions. Um, so we're kind of scraping the bottle, of the, the bottom of the barrel here. So these questions are, I think, ones that you have been around for. Does that sound fair? Um, I hope so. Like you'll you'll you Depends probably on how I get know. Right. If I get them all wrong, then no, it's not fair. Okay, well, <laughs> your fingers crossed for you. 
So, all right, question number one. We'll just move into it. If you want to tell me it was unfair afterwards, okay. We'll tackle it then. Question number one here, Fert. In Silver Pine Forest, Admiral Hatchet, the Orc Admiral, assists Sylvanas when they assault the Wall of Greymane. You know, you do that whole quest line where you're helping her and her sidekick there figure out that all of their crew members are drunk and then you kind of get them into shape and then they they help Sylvanas assault the wall. Okay. She is accompanied by her sidekick, a warlord. Who is this warlord? Is it A, Warlord Torok? B, Warlord Gorchuk? I'm gonna drop Warlord. Uh, C, Gortooth? Or D, Dartoon? Oh man, so I've maybe done this quest once my entire life. I don't oh, really? it all the way to the end. So, I, you know, the what was the first one? Torthok? Torok. Torok, that sounds familiar. We're going to go with A, Torok. Sure. Well, you might not have done it to the end, but you did get this question right here. Oh, Very yeah. good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they have that nice moment where Hatchet is just like, Torok, who here is who here isn't drunk? And he just goes, nobody. We're all drunk. And then you, you do that quest where you, you you wake them up with the um, the barrel of the ale there. Yeah, I remember doing that. But yeah. I was probably in Canada when I did that. Yeah. Alright, well, right, yeah, that was a cataclysm quest there. So. Alright, so Fred, you've done a lot of. Uh, you know, you've been in the Barrens a long time, probably been in the Ashton Vale quite a bit. Would you say that you're pretty familiar with the uh, the Warsong Gulch battleground here? Yeah. Killed a lot of night elves. Yep. Alright, well, this next question should be pretty easy for you. All of the battlegrounds in World of Warcraft probably still do, but used to have battle masters who would let you join in. My question to you here today is who is the orc battlemaster that is present at the Morshan Ramparts? Oh, hell, dude. <laughs> is it A, Karg Skullgore? Is it B, Gargok? C, Usha Eye Gouge? Or D, Karba Blazemaw? The amount of times I went up there is so few. Oh, really? I think I didn't bring her say just for, like, looking at the old honor gear for Warsong. I figured you might know where you're, you've kind of been playing classic. Yeah, and he's there. Or they are there. What are the choices again? Uh, Karg, Skullgore. Uh, B is Gargok, C is Usha Eye Gouge, and D is Karba Blazma. I don't know, is it Skullgore, eh? Karg Skullgore? Yeah. Unfortunately, no. Alright. The answer is uh, B, Gargok. The only one without a, an orc name at the end. He should have been like. Gargok uh, Elfie or something, you know, <laughs> Elf Killer. 
All right, well, that's all right. We still got three questions to go through here, and you know what? Maybe you'll you'll get an honorary, uh, an honorable mention by doing all four. All right. Or getting four right. So, okay. Question three. In the assault on Ice Crown, uh, the Horde forces dishonorably, quote-unquote, attack Alliance soldiers who are busy fighting the Scourge and trying to capture which of the following gates? Is it A. Corprathar B. Alderthar I have no idea what that means, Alderthar uh, C. Angrathar or D. Mordrathar can't see Angrathar. No. Angrathar is the Wrathgate. No, ah, that's what I was thinking. I'm an idiot. Alright. There was a battle that... Well, actually, you know what? I guess... Yeah, maybe this question wasn't specific enough. Yeah, I didn't think we were talking about Wrathgate. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I'll give that one to you because in the assault on the Ice Crown, the Horde forces dishonorably attacked the Alliance soldiers who were busy who were fighting the Scourge. I guess you could think that was Angrathar because the Forsaken attacked both of the forces. That is what I was thinking, but I've, okay. I've known anyway. So, all right. Well, we will we'll give that one to you just because I wasn't specific enough. Jeez. Angrathar orc clans, and I get this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're gonna really like this next question. Okay. Um, you know, Garrosh, the Corcron, a lot of involvement from orcs in Pandaria. When we first arrive in Pandaria, we are introduced to the nefarious force known as the Shah the blood of the old gods that has cursed the land of Pandaria and manifests on negative emotions. Can you name the seven emotions that the Prime Shah represent? Did, did Cass bring you up to ask me about Pandaland questions? What's that? So did Cass task you to ask me Pandaland questions? No. Oh. Alright. So there's anger, pride. Ugh. This is like one of those embarrassing questions. If I don't get enough, someone's gonna make fun of me hard. Are Pandaria questions like your forte or no? I quit. I wasn't playing through most of Pandaria. You oh my Oh no. I, I feel bad I now. Siege. It's alright. That's good. See, now I can play ignorant. I don't have to worry about getting, you know, things I actually do know wrong and embarrassing myself. Okay. I want to give it a shot. So it's anger, pride. Uh, was hatred separate from anger? Yep, hatred's one of them. You know, like five popped up in my head and now they all disappeared. something similar to it not the exact word grief 
it wasn't called the shot of grief it was called the shot of despair so I'll give that one to you so you've got four or three what do you have you've got pride anger hatred and despair yeah hatred and despair I feel like I can scratch up two more but they're not coming to me I would never be able to get all seven okay yeah so the seven you've got pride hatred despair anger and then you have doubt fear and violence yeah I think doubt I would have guessed but I didn't realize there was a violence one violence was the one that um possessed Terran Zoo and you free him from it in the Shadowpan Monastery dungeon and then afterwards he goes and um you hunt it down you hunt down that shot of violence in the town long steps because it um uh, it possesses another Pandaren whose husband died from the Yongle and so she you know gets pretty upset and massacres a bunch of them huh but if you didn't play in Pandaria again I apologize yeah uh, I took you... a break from in like second half like second half of Kata to like the first half of Pandaria I showed up with like Siege yeah see I figured where you know the whole uh, hammer of Kalimdor split and becomes the South Fury Watch happened in Pandaria that was a pretty active time for you guys it was an active time for Valkosk taking the flag but not for you no he eventually I think he asked me they had just added that uh where you can boot the old guild leader and take over feature. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had started logging back in, and he uh, he had texted me and said, hey, do you mind if I usurp the guild from you? I'm like, yeah, man, go for it. Before somebody else does, right? I don't know if we had anyone else playing. I'm not in a ghost town of a guild. Oh, okay. Well, I think I think Rue was still logging on sneakily. She wanted to pretend like she was quitting with me, but I guess she still was sneaking on <laughs> behind my back. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, he he took it and brought her back. 100%. Of course, I came back, too, when they announced Warlords, and I, I thought I was going to be excited. Yeah. Well, shout out again to Valkosk for keeping things alive. So, this final question, then, uh, for it may be the, the most unfair of all of them. Um, so... In the Dread Wastes, we are introduced to the Paragons of the Claxi. I think there's like 12 of them. Uh, and Garrosh, pretty quickly by the end, recruits them to be his own champions. You've got the, the Paragons of the Claxi as one of Siege of Orgrimmar's final bosses. You were telling me yesterday how you've done Siege of Orgrimmar 27 times. Yep. Which Claxi Paragon has you raise the insect known as Kovak? <laughs> That's a, actually a pet that drops from the encounter as well. And, you know, in the quest, you uh, you feed him food or whatever so that he becomes bigger. Yeah, wasn't he part of like a daily chain or something? He was, yeah. I think I may have done that. All right. So maybe you'll get this one right. Alright, so which Claxi Paragon has you raised Kovak? Is it A. Kaztik, the Manipulator? B. 
Recall the Dissector, C. Hisek the Swarm Keeper, or D. Karaz the Locust. Um, jeez. I guess it would be. I'm gonna guess it's Swarm Keeper. I can't tell you, but I would assume the Swarm Keeper maybe. Yeah. Right. No, it's actually uh, Kaz Tick the Manipulator. Oh, I blew it. Hey, it's not my <laughs> fault. That's a buggy fight. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> gotcha, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is a very buggy fight, so you don't even like focus. You're just trying to get through it and make sure it actually works so you can get to the final part of that god-awful raid. Well, right, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in that fight, too. Like, you can pick up their items or whatever when you defeat them, and then you get the, the momentary title. Yeah, see, I've never even ran it. I think maybe we did, or, like, looking for raid, maybe. I can't even remember if we did or not. Oh, okay. So I never played yeah, it was... active, so I go in there now, I just kind of, you know, knock the fuckers down. One right. Thing. So I don't even... I guess you have to make sure you don't kill them too fast, or it, it glitches out. I'm not going to say bugs out again, that'd be lame. Yeah. No, that was a good fight because, you know, um, when you're questing in the Dread Wastes, you can enlist all of these guys basically at one point or another to kind of like help you out throughout your daily quest um, chain. And like, uh, who's, uh, who, who's the guy that like, the first one that you meet will like, you know, uh, come down and like assassinate the guy that you're fighting or whatever um and he'll also like carry you to different areas Ooh, uh, yeah i can't can't fucking remember his name but he's like the first guy that you meet kill rook yeah yeah the wind reaver um so like i definitely think it's cool just like how you know that raid specifically you know introduce you to or like throughout the expansion you were introduced to a lot of different people like nazgrim um or zela you know or, or all that and just you know coming up against them it's a very like interesting feeling hey, you had to... nazgrim and kata he goes back well you meet nazgrim in uh wrath of the lich king i'm pretty sure yeah but then he's kind of like i don't think he's really that big in wrath but then he gets big in kata you get to like go right bash your thing with him and yeah and the same thing with zela like you meet her in kata too and then we so we kill her. All that work for nothing. I know. I wanted more time to bitch so, about a uh, garage, but I think I've burned up all your time. Garage. I mean, I could have spent hours complaining about what siege did to my beloved orc boys and girls. I know. Well, you know, as we predicted here, a Warcraft story is not going to get any more positive, so it might just be another thing that we have to get used to, right? So it goes. The darkness in our hearts is never going to leave. You need to uh, evaluate and not let the Shaw take over, brother. I know. I know, I'm feeling a little depressed here. <laughs> well, all right, Furt. It was uh it was great having you on here. I really appreciate you um you stopping in and you know spending the time with us here at the studio. Yeah, do it again. If we ever have a hot story topic, I want to come in here and bitch again. It'd be fun. Well, you're definitely top on my list to bring in here and bitch about the story topics. 
So we will keep our eyes peeled for news about the new leaks and the new story and the campaign and all that good stuff. And maybe again on the South Fury Watch, we will have Furt make a valorous return to try the feat of strength again and let us know all about his thoughts and opinions on whatever that new leak is going to be. It'll be bad. But we're going to enjoy it together. We're all going to enjoy right. the shit sandwich side by side. The South Jury Watch. Shit sandwich right. experts. Absolutely. Well, for everybody listening at home, I appreciate you tuning in again for this 11th episode here. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful week. And we will catch you next time on the South Fury Watch podcast. 